0: You are listening to Rewire with Susan, the podcast where we break down concepts in software development in just a few seconds and discuss both technical and non-technical skills that will propel your journey as a developer. Ready, set, go! Here's your host, Susan. It's another Tuesday and it's time for Rewire with Susan. Hello and welcome to a new episode of The with Susan. Hope you all had an amazing week. I had a pretty good first week of the year, I would say. Um, let me think of something interesting I did over the weekend. Yes, I had um bassa steak. I think that's what it is called. It's a kind of fish and it's low in calories. It doesn't taste bad. It doesn't taste bad um it looked it tasted really good in the sauce Um, i'm thinking of trying it out grilled um sometime soon i'm sure somebody is probably going like rolling their eyes and they're like is that really interesting and you probably had like snake meat or dog meat over the weekend well yeah i promise to be more adventurous next time definitely not that adventurous though (laughs) well straight to the business for today um, so, this week we'll be talking about drum drumroll, databases. So, this is definitely not a new term to anyone in tech and probably not in tech as well. And of course, we obviously can't talk about databases without talking about data, you know. So, data is basically any fact that can be recorded. It could be text, like your email address, numbers, like your phone number, videos, images, your name. Your nickname. For those that don't want anybody to remember them by their nickname, they'll probably not have this recorded anywhere, ever. Um, It could also be your age, your height, and so on. What comes to mind when you think about databases? Now imagine yourself as a boss of a startup. Soon to be Fortune 500. Um, You definitely want to have a centralized place, right? To have records of your employees. Storing information that is relevant to them and to you, like their personal information, their bank account details, their role in the company, and so on and so forth. Now, you might think, oh, well, spreadsheet to the rescue. And yes, spreadsheets could do the work if you are at 20 to 50 employees, but when you start increasing in number, that information gets harder to maintain. Of course, this doesn't just apply to employees but in any case that you need to manage a huge number of records efficiently. Now, we'll just simply describe a database as, you know, a collection of structured or related data and using a database basically makes your data easily accessible and manageable. Um, A database could be searched to find specific information or records, and it could also be sorted in any order based on the fields that you have assigned to it. So, we talked about APIs last month, and just like APIs, databases are all around us. Our commonly used applications like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram all make use of databases. The contacts on your mobile phone are stored in a database. So what does a database look like? So just picture a table made up of rows and columns. That is what a database typically looks like. So you're probably going, um, I still don't know why I need a database. And I'm like, seriously, I you this hard to impress. But on a serious note, like I mentioned earlier, when you begin to deal with large numbers and huge records, using a database helps you not to worry about the size, right? Um, Another thing is redundancy. Um, you know how you can enter the same record in your spreadsheet and you're not aware that you have, you have multiple records of the same data? Yes. So a database helps you to prevent this from happening. When you create your database, you're able to set unique attributes for fields. And that's why when you find yourself in a situation where maybe you want to sign up on an application right and you can't use a particular username because in quotes it's already been taken and normally this is because the database has been structured not to allow multiple records of that username so as to differentiate you from other users now what else could you say databases are useful for okay imagine you probably have information that you alone (laughs) want access to or just a few other people or some functionality right that you alone want to be able to manage right that would definitely be maybe on an application or something imagine if there was nothing like this right where you could actually assign a few people to do certain things as opposed to giving everybody access so imagine a business (laughs) where everyone had access to your personal information and they could remove you from the payroll (laughs) Okay, that's a stretch, but my point is, you want to, you possibly want to give access to specific people for sensitive data operations, right? So, with a database, you can set roles. You can have some people have admin access, while other people have, in quotes, regular people access. So, having a database in addition helps you to you know, ensure accuracy. For example, an application expects a password to have a format, right? Although validation should ideally be done on the front end to check this, it's also possible and even advised to have some validation on the back end. And having a database helps you to do this seamlessly. And yes, that is all we're going to talk about this week. I hope you learned a thing or two about databases today. I would have loved to go further to talk a bit more about the types of databases and what makes them unique, but I'll keep it simple and pick it up from here next week. It's been Rewire with Susan. Until next week. Peace. Head over to rewirewithsusan.com to catch up on all episodes. Remember to subscribe to your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show. If you have questions, rants, or suggestions, send an email to hello at rewirewithsusan.com or DM at Sue Hastings on Twitter. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon.